0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the World Craft Club podcast and wait a minute, what's this voice? This isn't James. Where's James? I need James. I I, I, heard, I clicked on this episode to hear James. Who, who's this guy? It's Marcus, your other friend. But don't worry, <laughs> we do have James here with us still. I'm just opening for here. I'm going to be navigating this episode talking about mechanics uh, in particular, it's, since it's still part of Punk Uh, we're going to be basically throwing Cyberpunk 2077 yet again under this lens of mechanics and immersion in the world. So here we have, well, as I said, our smooth, lovely voice of James. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I felt the okay. need to be extra smooth. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody's like, "Okay, good. James is here. Ready for We're music. fine." And of course joining us as well is Seth. Hello. Alrighty. So, Cyberpunk 2077 as we as we close out this Punk Summer event that we had, a lot has happened <laughs> since yeah. since part 1, since our previous episode that people can uh, if you're listening to this first, we recommend you go back an episode, listen to the previous one. Yeah, in the previous episode, we we kind of surmised that, yeah, this is a PC game. And if you're on consoles, wait. And then then a lot of stuff happens. <laughs> it's been uh, an
1: exciting time. Unless yeah. you're out playing on a
2: console. And then it's not been an exciting time. Which I am. So And, and, yeah? and a prior generation console that... Um,
0: yeah. yeah I, how I, how was your experience? Since yeah, Seth and I have been working on PCs, and yes, we got on our fair share of bugs, but nothing too game breaking. By here, especially last gen's uh, consoles have been really struggling. How was your your adventure?
2: I'll just give you a brief litany of poop. How about that? Like this. This is essentially <laughs> like so. I, I'm playing it on a PS4, right? So uh, it, essentially what it does is it's, uh, it's great because I, I save on heating bills when I run it. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it, it warms the bedroom pretty nice. Um, nice. But it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's like a- Is that why you've been playing naked? <laughs> <laughs> you've been following my feet? <laughs> I thought it was just because of Keanu Reeves. It was I mean, Johnny Silverhand. I just people would only watch it for the cleavage, so- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it's,
0: it's, it's like the,
2: yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah, there's been, there's been a couple of points that have like really honestly kind of messed up immersion for me. My, my problem yeah. is, is that like, I am very resistant to breaking my, uh, like, like to having my suspension of disbelief broken. I choose to enjoy the game right so like yeah. generally I, I, I do it this way what you, you, there's a whole thing in like theater where when you're about to perform, perform on stage one of the things you need to remember is that the audience doesn't want you to fail they want mm-hmm. to be entertained right true, like they're true. they're not adversaries sometimes you do get an adversarial audience and, oh, oh yeah there'd be some fickle that's, that's awful but like you <laughs> yeah, know so, some, some nights m- most nights though they want you to win so I'm the audience member that wants the game to
0: win yeah. So I overlook a lot of stuff. However, I share that sentiment. I share the sentiment because everything has been a little heartbreaking for me, especially. Yeah. And
2: I, I think people have been a little mean. I think people yeah. have been a little mean. And so like, I, I kind of come at that with a lot more kind of positive energy. But I mm-hmm. will say this. I had at least one scenario where I was just about to get into combat. And my guns wouldn't fire so oh, i no. used tech weapons and i just updated to a new I, i'd just gotten a new fresh perk that allowed me to charge up tech weapons and not have them discharge immediately so i could hold the charge right so i was really excited got into a conflict none of my weapons charged my primary weapon was a, a nakamata uh, sniper rifle which is basically sniper rifle that blasts through walls and i get like four and a half k damage on headshots and so i bust that out and i pull the trigger and nothing happens and then oh, i switched no. to my other tech Uh, tech precision rifle (laughs) nothing happens and then I'm like okay I guess I'm down to my silenced power SMG then and uh, I just threw a bunch of grenades and shot everybody till they died but it was still you know uh, irritating I've had other I've had other times where they just wrecked my immersion because like uh, for whatever reason my guy was just crouched at crotch height for ages and I couldn't quite get past the cinematic so I had a crouching Johnny Silverhand and I and and I couldn't stand him up without skipping dialogue and then I had uh, another issue where you know you're doing the chase scenes and mm-hmm. the and the drones populated in the wrong spot, so the drones were way ahead of me, and they're like, they're following us, they're shooting at us. I'm like, what? They're way ahead of us. I'm not getting any damage. What's happening? And then I'd be like, yeah. you died, and I'd be like, what? Oh gosh. And then a couple of times where I had the uh, Hagrid from PS1 renders happening, like in the middle of the uh, <laughs> oh, middle of the no. game, where I just like walk in and not sat Oof. in his chair, and I'm like, what's going on here? And then Vic would just appear, be like, <laughs> hey, hey Vic. I'm like, what's going on? So like, there's been a lot of that kind of crap. Also, a time mm-hmm. when I. I fell and slid into some uh, and did like a, an, an engage into a slide and just ran into a dude's butt instead of being able to like stealth up and, and strangle him. And then when I, oh, no. cause I died then I respawned in front of the person I was sneaking up on instead of oh. behind them. And oh, so goodness. like being a character that relies on stealth, it kind of um, there've been some, some of those have honestly kind of been hard and honestly about five times that I've, I've uh, quit that game. Uh, as in stopped playing for the evening was just because the system crashed. So like, it's got bugs. It's got bugs aplenty. And I I could talk about it. Even even
0: after a couple updates, because even I've ran into some like sound bugs that like people, I have subtitles on and sometimes the, the dialogue just wouldn't play. And everything or oh. some atmospheric sounds and it sounds like i'm, I'm sneaking through a vacuum I, i've had uh, a script
2: speaking before where the character's mouth know. doesn't move and they just look at you intently and words happen right
0: <laughs> so yeah hopefully you know me myself i'm gonna have faith after the holiday season january they've cd project red has basically vowed that no amount of money is too much for them to fix everything and try to get back face. the reputation's on the line yeah yeah there is and it could be a little too little you know too late for some people but you know I I, i choose to keep in but i do think that this is a this is a
1: scenario where management and the people who are in charge of the company really just made some poor decisions. Yeah. Ninety percent of, of the problems that are happening could have been solved if they had just if they bit the bullet and say said, Hey, just like Witcher 3, this is going to come out as PC exclusive with maybe next gen support. And then we will release it for current gen consoles when we can. Yeah. Yeah. Because because I, because be I just have way. I like I hear about all of these bugs. Mm-hmm. I have seen maybe a grand total of five in yeah. the total yeah. time I've played. Terrifying bug was the one time when we were in a cinematic driving into a Raider's base and the skin of my companion disappeared, leaving just oh, her no. eyeballs floating in the
2: air. Oh, no. So, with, with mine, that scene, <laughs> I kept loading in her body.
0: Whoa! So I would start the game and I was <laughs> really? driving the car and I just oh
2: had hair gosh. In my face and whenever I turned There was just hair oh everywhere and I was gosh. like this isn't my hair Like and and, and w- When it got into the fight it loaded fine But the problem was is that fight is really Grueling
0: and yes, I kept really Having
2: rough. to redo oh, yeah. it so I just Drove in there and Pan Am's hair Like five times <laughs> Like uh, right in uh, battle uh, where you I shouldn't work, laugh It's, 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 an, kind it's of enough funny.
0: that Okay, it's enough, no. it's enough to throw you off. <laughs> it's enough to throw you off. Like
2: it, it, I'll say I'll say so, this though. Like yeah. I flipping love the game. Like, no, no, I really yeah, very much. Like I've had so much does... fun of it. I'm still moved. The storyline's still good. Like it, it's very well acted. And like yeah. I find myself like liking all of the characters. I, I just saw the voodoo boys for the first time down yeah. in Pacifica. And honestly, mm-hmm. the introduction to their whole setup, like is ooh, tight. it's eerie and it's, yeah. it's so good and you're like oh these people are these people are very different than yeah. me like they have a very different way of viewing this and you're not sure what they're going to do and if you can trust them there's like, there a
0: very unexpected level of mystique with the voodoo boys I because i asked them why do you guys call yourselves the voodoo boys and they're like i don't know ask the people that call them that oh so you guys call yourself something different and you're not going to tell me what that is and he's like yep <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Like, so, like, um, on, on, on that, on that, you know, more of a positive note, because we're going to be taking the game, and for better or worse, going to throw it under and try and basically critique on the mechanics of it. Uh, yep. Previous episode, we talked about more of the world building and stuff that is in the world, and we had kind of basically, uh, it got a taste of it. We got the game in our hands, so if anything more, uh light story building and slash world building go to the first episode here we're going to talk about game mechanics and how it threshed in so for basically the big picture the general idea of what we mean by that james uh if you want to take away and then seth kind of uh uh, extrapolate on that idea so
2: it's interesting. Part of part of the reason why uh, today you're 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 getting the uh, sultry tones of, of of Marcus leading us is because <laughs> that we we none of us trusted me to run this episode because I'm so freaking excited about this that mm-hmm. I would just I would just fly away. And so it's like uh, it, it was one of those things where it's it's when me and Seth started this podcast, all we really wanted to talk about in a lot of ways was mechanics and how they impact world building. And it's it's um been kind of uh the thing we've wanted to get into for a while and this presented a really good opportunity to do it so we're being very self-indulgent by just diving into this here and it's it's essentially this right so in cyberpunk you can have your entire skeleton replaced with titanium for two thousand eddies which is like not a lot and when you think about that it seems odd that one can replace your entire skeleton with titanium for the low, low price of essentially two thousand dollars, basically it's it's pretty roughly equivalent to like American dollars. Well, so um, they're like euros now, or is the yeah, currency? yeah, the euro, euro dollars or Eddies, mm-hmm. and, and and so like it's, it is. There are elements in the game where. There And there are parts in all kinds of game series where you sacrifice a little of the direct immersion in order to make the mechanics play out better. So a titanium skeleton in um, Cyberpunk allows you to carry 20, 20% more weight, right? Like in your carry capacity, which is good, but it's not you know, the 200 grand that you would expect to pay to have your entire skeleton replaced with titanium. Understand this is the entire premise of Wolverine's character. That's like his mm-hmm. thing is that he has healing powers and his skeleton's made of adamantium. Like you can have that done for $2,000, right? Instantly <laughs> by a Ripper dog. It just fades to black and then you have a titanium skeleton. And what it does is it increases your carrying capacity. And the reason that it's cheap is because the gameplay impact of having a titanium skeleton is not that high. So they have to keep the price low because it'd be weird to replace your entire body with a titanium skeleton to get 20% more carrying capacity um, for that, right? For, for anything more than 2,000 eddies. So right. this is one of those things where like you look at it and you go, this does not make any sense. And while we're on the subject of carrying capacity, what about inventory? How can I carry 30 sniper rifles on my back? right? But (laughs) I can carry it because my carrying capacity says I can carry X number of items, right? And a sniper rifle is an item. And therefore I have, you know, 20 of them and that's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no way that works i don't know if you guys have seen the MythBusters thing but they did it. they did a video about doom where they were talking yeah. about if oh, it's yeah. practical for somebody to carry 10 large weapons into combat and they found out a bodybuilder can actually do it which was like amazing <laughs> i was flipping massive. <laughs> but like and and so that says a lot of things about doom guy right which is kind of funny and they kind of built mm-hmm. that into the lore a little bit about how you know flipping hench doom guy is oh yeah but the, but the whole point of this is that like the game would not be fun to play if i couldn't carry 20 sniper rifles with me, right? Like and maybe it would be fun, but it'd be a different game. It's not what they're shooting for. It's the same way the crafting mechanics appears to be me jamming batteries into a gun until it fires more bullets faster. And that doesn't make any sense at all, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the way they've set up the crafting mechanic. You have certain things that stand in for rare components or uncommon components and you whip them all together in a in a kitchen aid and out comes a sniper rifle. And that makes no sense. But it's it is a mechanic that is offset from the world building and it serves a purpose. This is not a survival horror game. They're not trying to they're not trying to pinch out my resources. They're not trying to make me panic about whether or not I pick food, water, or a pistol at my next thing. What they're trying to do is create a game that's fun and engaging. I'm supposed to feel like a hero and heroes don't get weighed down by having too many sniper rifles. So that so is how they work?
1: And I think it's important to recognize that this conversation is universal for world builders. Hmm. This doesn't just apply to people who are making games or let's say, you know, typically when we think about um, mechanics, we're, we're thinking about them in terms of like a TTRPG or a video game. Yeah. But I really think that mechanics are actually important for any world you're building. Understanding how it is that people do things and how the world works, especially if you're including any science fiction or fantasy elements in your world, is really important. Full disclosure, I worry about mechanics all of the time because I write in a genre called lit RPG or game lit.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and my characters are playing a video game. And because they're playing a video game, they have to deal with mechanics all of the time. And I have to deal with mechanics. I have to write mechanics that aren't going to break the immersion of the reader, aren't going to create a situation where they say, well, why didn't they just do X, Y, and Z? And I can't believe Mr. Author didn't think about that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boundaries, right? Absolutely. We're talking (laughs) about boundaries here.
1: (laughs) So this is a... So this is a really important thing for world builders in general to think about. I often watch movies. That's a lie. I rarely watch movies, (laughs) but when I do, the thing that pulls me out of immersion is often a mechanic. It's a, it's something that happens in the world that makes me think, well, why didn't so-and-so just do X, Y, or Z? Mm -hmm. earlier in the movie or later in the movie, Mm
0: -hmm. right? Why
1: didn't they solve their problem using this thing that they did earlier for narrative effect? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. it's because often people who write stories are so busy thinking about the narrative effect of their mechanic or they're using a mechanic to achieve a narrative effect that they don't consider the world that is being built and the implications of the mechanic. So that's what I'm really interested in talking about with cyberpunk specifically, is the implications of these mechanics that we're going to be discussing.
0: Absolutely. And I think implication as a big factor, Uh... Like what you said when, when you watch movies and some things, you know, take you out. Uh, it made me think of the numerous, numerous times where, like, the heroes, like, uh, are about to get the MacGuffin. And it's only a few, few feet away. and But then the big bad shows up. Mm-hmm. And nobody scrambles to get the MacGuffin before right, the bad guy they don't guy just does.
1: ignore his talking. Yeah. And run over and get the thing they need.
0: Right. Yeah. but But then, like you said, the implication it's probably like, well, realistically they would scramble. There would probably be a scuffle or if the bad guy has magic, he'll like push them away. They'll go tumbling back, but at least they tried, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. a little more believable, but then you're like, Oh, well, the theater's like has to pay a double to take the bump, you know, needs a crash pad, (laughs) you know, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Let's just, you know, Oh, monologue and bad guy wins. Let's go to the next scene, you know? Yeah. Right. Probably that's, you know, mechanics of them not scrambling, you know, Helped the thing, even though it maybe didn't wasn't the best thing, and they we have to forgive them for it. I guess I'm shrugging, you know. But but at the same time, James with the inventory, uh, how it fits the game because there's like more crafting. I remember way back when uh, the Halo One came up, and you only you only got to carry you two weapons two. with you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because it gave you it wanted to give you that kind of tactical strategy even though these yeah. guns were like very you know some of them bombastic and alien you know you only chose two at a time and whatever was available
2: and it was always the plasma rifle and the battle
0: rifle <laughs> or or, or some sniper
2: some
1: rifle just, pistol yeah the or plasma pistol rifle and pistol. pistol yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But then that served that because there was no crafting mechanic, you know, right. and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. So so while we while we now kind of established this lens of yeah. of mechanics and how they're applied, now we're going to we're going to aim this lens right back at Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah. And I'm um, gonna have to ask you guys what mechanics did probably you like and thought were successful with the immersion or just maybe you just liked period and maybe some that were underwhelming or you know you didn't i know personally uh, i think the one of the mechanics i did i don't know if how many people did but i liked the food and drink mechanics <laughs> mm-hmm. honestly yeah yeah that's because thing. because you are surrounded with all these vending machines and everything so you you what basically whatever drink and whatever food basically gave you the same buff food gave you a health regen outside of combat a uh, drink gave you a stamina regen um and i found you know it was pretty neat that you know i'd go into an alley beat up a bunch of guys you know get get a bunch of hits get to half health and then as i'm looting i'll find out hot dog you know on the side or (laughs) a taco or burrito or something that burrito XXL you know and I I just like I can picture myself just like sitting on top of this huge you know one of the animals you know yeah yeah. you know and just eating this burrito like yeah I did a good job and regen my health then I started like okay this is actually pretty neat I don't have to like waste so much money or crafting materials for for yeah. the yeah for the medical stuff i actually went to like restaurants and just like stocked up on burritos you know <laughs> just just so i would keep those buffs up you know and i'm just like it kind of threw me back to the shen days of the dreamcast where mm-hmm. you could cook and eat stuff you but it had no buff whatsoever but it was just immersive but this was yeah. immersive with a mechanical buff and i'm like i enjoyed that synergy what i don't like <laughs> which i think they completely missed the mark on this and i feel i feel i feel like they was intended and it didn't get in, implemented into the game that not only you can't get a freaking haircut but yeah. you can't decorate your room at all it seems because yeah, you play through the game the yeah you they play through the game and you get certain things that are just basically classified as junk in your inventory uh, but it's like oh i'll totally put this on the t- my table in the house but there's no one there's no like when you go into your stash and whatever how regardless of how many guns you put in your secret stash nothing. none happen. of them none of them show up on the wall even though Which there's a silhouette of every single gun type in there mm. and or none yeah. of the like, shows on the table um I think the only exception, but I'm not so sure, is that um, a friend or Misty gives you a dream catcher at one point and the description is like, oh, you can hang it up up, your, up on your bed. I'm like, oh, and I go rushing to the house thinking I'm going to have an option to hang it up over my bed. And before I do that, there was already a dream catcher there. And I'm like, but this is in my inventory. Well, I don't need that a catcher dream there? catcher always there. Yeah, it's just like, so it, it kind of took me out of it. Dream and catcher. just yeah. like... Okay. Yeah.
1: That's got to be fixed though. That yeah. has to be something that's coming in a DLC, DLC or, yeah. Yeah. or something so, because there is no way, there is no way with their character creator that they mm-hmm. didn't intend for you to be able to go get a haircut.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's all I wanted really. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just take this hair. As I level up, I'm going to get a little more preem haircut, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and it never came. <laughs> get a little bit more.
2: Yeah. Get a little bit more cut. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, so what about you guys? Yeah.
1: The mechanic that I think is both the best and the most disappointing, Okay. which is weird to say, the acting mechanic is mm. great. Mm. It oh, is yeah. really solid. I've never seen a game that does it quite so well. And yet when I loaded up into this game, I expected to get the same experience or a step up from what I had in Watch Dogs. The thing about Watch Dogs that Cyberpunk doesn't do is allow you to hack pretty much everything in the game. So there are a lot of hackable things, but why can't I remote control a car? Why can't I do something to one of the NPCs walking around?
2: Well, to create commotion, they're they're not real people, though. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and that's another. So that there's a clever setup in there, which is how they manage their crowds, which is really clever and innovative, and it's how they fill the city and make the city feel alive. So this is an example of a mechanic that they could have done, but um, they would have. I I think it would have strained. uh, Their that's
1: possible. No, that's possible because the because it's already you know it's already a strain to run for for a lot of systems mm. and the idea of of you know loading in tons of people who of you individual. can actually interact with mm-hmm. so that so this whole hacking thing like the thing that I I think I miss about it is that or or where it's a, where it's a hit is that the actual like mechanic in combat or when you're sneaking around and when you're up against enemies is really cool. Mm -hmm. You can do stuff on the fly. You can take a a stealthy approach. The fact that everybody in the entire game has an implant pretty much is a it's a huge win, in my opinion, for a mechanic pulling you into the world and saying, this is how everything operates in the world. Right. The idea that some stranger is gonna give you information on a data stick and you're gonna or a shard as they call it and you're gonna it looks, slot it yeah. in your head like mm-hmm. that's cool. I love that. but yeah. I don't like the fact that I can't run my car on autopilot. I can't set a destination yeah. and jump in the back and let Delamaine take me wherever I want to go. I gotta drive there. I I, I don't like the fact that... I can't hack every single
2: vending machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just make it give you candy.
0: Yeah, I like. I thought I was like, oh, I found a workaround because, uh, you know, there's some vending machines that you can hack at least on in a in a in a plate set board uh, mm-hmm. for a mission. Uh, distract enemies. Yeah, distract enemies. I think it, it doesn't know. Pick- it doesn't it spit doesn't out can't. burritos. It spreads out trash. It's yeah, and
1: that's that right there really annoys me
0: yeah so, that no i i share that i was like oh i'm gonna because get it's like such a 10 missed burritos. opportunity. yeah it's I'm such
1: get... a missed opportunity we could have had it where enemies are standing around and that machine spits out a bunch of burritos and they're like hey lunch break
2: mardi gras <laughs> and they walk <laughs> yeah, off yeah, right
1: right yeah, yeah that could have been so cool i will say that i think a lot of their issues a lot of the mechanics issues with the game in my opinion come back down to the ai just isn't up to scratch Mm. Mm. it's not um enemies don't don't actually chase you uh police spawn on top of you
2: yeah and you 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 can kind of shoot a guy and then run back to someplace and hide and Mm -hmm. like because my gun shoots through walls that has been really silly as a strategy i can use i can just go like hide behind a car and they don't know where i am and i can just shoot through the car and just kill everybody
1: right and the car is perfectly fine yeah Yeah. it doesn't explode
0: like sometimes the ai shines uh i I have gotten flanked a few times as they were in combat they're not bad yeah but at the same time like i've been able to flank people a little too easily yeah uh at points without without having to reset their optics right um but yeah no hacking uh i'll I'll, I'll have to agree with you um to remind everybody, uh, we all basically played uh, uh, different yeah. uh, playthroughs, different layouts. You know, we kind of came together. I was kind of the hacker. Uh, Seth was more of a brawling person. And uh, James was kind of like the sniping crafter. So I've got through a lot of hacking. And boy, where, where it does succeed is once you basically spec yourself out with hacking, you can forego pretty much any kind of tactical uh you know positioning or stealth and there was literally a few uh missions where it's like okay go in there and like clear them out I'm like okay and I just waltz in the front door and then the moment people see me or before they see me I'm just like I just start knocking them out just start hacking Mm -hmm. their systems you know and I know and and beforehand I know where everything is because I pinged it and tagged it and but that's such a good power trip whereas you're you look seem like a god there i also agree with you i couldn't have cars and i was missing you need, you need tech the auto at least the, the auto drive feature yeah uh that was in like a watchdog legion i thought right. was nice to just kind of tour the city yeah um yeah. and so, everything but um yeah james what uh what's your uh, input on well, mechanics
2: i want to talk about that touring the city thing because I, th- I think that's interesting like I, it's it's honestly one of my most hated mechanics is driving cars around i freaking hate it in that game mm-hmm. like because i always run people over and then the cops chase me around and i just Dude, run oh around yeah around a corner do, a few times do you oh, ever
1: yeah. do you ever get on the motorcycle though
2: I ride a motorcycle all the time because it's a so mm-hmm. wicked awesome one I got from the nomads, oh, and yeah. I take it everywhere. But Literally, the motorcycle driving it's, it's, is it's, probably it's, the best part of that entire game. Yes, Yes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so. I love it, <laughs> but I also like hit so many people because I'm garbage. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> the, but the thing the thing is is like the amount of times I've just played hide and seek with the cops for a while because, <laughs> because yeah I hit some.
0: No, for Ding real. Walking across the road. One, but, one wrong move, and then I'm
2: just like tumbling so, into the sidewalk. Yeah, I've gotten run over by so many cars as well. Like I've honestly just like defeated people by my own then, car. And then yeah, I've gotten run over by my own car before. Um, <laughs> as Johnny Silverhand, I got run over by a guy rescuing me. He comes through the gate and just hits me. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the, the and the game's all in first person, which is again a great have, mechanical choice. Is really interesting. Yeah, sorry. I have never played a game. Where I looked both ways before crossing the street. <laughs> now, that, that there though, that 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 is that is actually really immersive. One of the things I love about so so here's 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 my recommended fix: um, make the menus in the game happen live. Oh yeah. Right? So like yeah. if you're if you're getting driven somewhere, what I'd like to do is while Delamain is driving me somewhere. So Delamain's an AI that drives drives a car. At one point you encounter an them, AI taxi we're, service. We're yeah. saying we'd like that all the time. What I'd like to do is get in the back of the car and then have and then be able to go in through my inventory as Night City's going on around me. Yes. right no oh, yeah like i'd love be be the amount of times like i was in conversations with people in the car and i was kind of like oh now's a good time to get some crafting done but it would pause the game when i did it and so i was just like oh. you know it's like i'm not saving any time yeah. and that felt so silly but like so here's here's my beef um here's the thing i like really well about it so in um dnd you're playing your way through a game and you're killing all the goblins and you kill a goblin you kill the last goblin you go up a level You learn a new skill. That skill is being able to throw your axe between multiple bad guys at once. You get cleave, right? That ability to go through multiple bad guys. So you killed that one goblin and now you can do this thing that you couldn't do before, but you can do now. Cyberpunk's not like that. Cyberpunk yeah. has gradual skill development and if you'll notice like as I've been using assault rifles I started out the game and I had a sniper rifle and I'd take this long shot and go bang and then when I was changing the ammo sometimes I feel like my character would screw it up and he'd be like hammering it and trying to shove the thing in and then mm-hmm. he'd pull back the lock and then he'd be ready to go now I'm like and it's just like I'm like a, I'm like a commando but that yeah. happened over a long period of time because gradually you develop it so anybody that's played the game early on you if you have a pistol you're kind of doing this thing where you're really taking time to aim and you know it takes a little while to aim down the scope and but when you're playing as johnny silverhand he flipping is rolling that pistol in his hand oh, yeah. and loading it at the same time and he's ready to go but that's because his skill level's high it's not just because he's johnny silverhand so like mm-hmm. when you're playing the game, you start to develop these little flourishes and these little things that demonstrate your skill sets gradually. And even the perks, if you'll notice, most of them are 10% here, 10% there, 50% mm-hmm. here, maybe on some really mm-hmm. good perks, you know, but it'll be things like you're quicker at aiming down the site. And before long, like you don't realize it, but your character is incrementally becoming totally ba like i expect if i started the game out again i would be like man this guy feels sluggish you know he's not as quick he doesn't he's not not i did you know Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm on my second character and it has been painful
1: so as marcus mentioned i played a brawler somebody Mm -hmm. who was literally just a tank i run in and i punch people Mm -hmm. and let me tell you by the time I stopped that character and I didn't I didn't complete everything in the game, I thought I'd leave leave uh, some of the stuff for multiple playthroughs. Oh yeah. but by the time I finished, I had 20 body and I had 20 technical, right And I was starting to work on my other other stats, and I could literally run into a room full of bad guys or run into a night market with a bunch of gangers and I could, for the most part, just punch them all out, right? And I mm-hmm. might have to dodge behind a crate here or there, and I might have to heal once if it was a particularly hard fight. But I was an absolute monster. And then yeah. I restart the game, and I'm like, there are three guys here. Why can't I kill them? Why can't I even hit them with my <laughs>
2: pistol? And, and this, yeah. this all happens in the game at a very slow pace. It does. So mm-hmm. In terms of mechanical immersion, this is one of the more impressive games i've seen on top of that the perk selection in the game so perks are little abilities that change the way your weapons work so like an example might be is like in the assault tree which deals with sniper rifles smgs and the precision rifles and stuff like they may have something that says it increases your head headshot damage by x amount right like that's not earth shattering and if you're a character that's like Seth's character, where you're you're shooting indiscriminately in all directions, like but with guns instead of fists, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're not worried about that. Right. But for my character who's a sniper, flipping heck. Like yeah. that that mm-hmm. jumps my that jumps my crit damage up to like an insane amount. 30% in one go right. is amazing. But oh, yeah. all the perks are like that. Cause right. about I need about five perks in stealth to do what I do. But if you want to go down that stealth tree and use toxins, throwing knives, aerial takedowns, you can be that guy. If you want to be Marcus and run instead like a full (laughs) hacking build, you'll maybe need two or three of those perks. You won't need a ton of them. You might want to move a bit quick and things like that. And I know know, Marcus, you've gone into throwing knives and stuff like that, but like-
0: Well, throwing knife is the one one mechanic uh, (laughs) I I loved and then I hated. Because
2: it gets rid of your knife.
0: Yeah, it, it it seems like such <laughs> an oversight. So, it yeah, has that, that, to be a there, bug. There is, the,
2: no, f- it's, it's 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 not. I'll okay. tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay, like mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this one. So so, so it's uh, immersive. no, yeah, and it annoying. Is. It is. It is. It is. But here's the deal. So a lot of the perks, if you look at the um, uh, the whole setup for for stealth there's a load of perks around knives. So mm-hmm. like they have one in there that says when an enemy gets down to like 15% health or something like a thrown knife, will just kill them. will just off yeah. them. Right. Mm-hmm. They've got another one that's like melee weapon range in stealth does in like a hundred percent, like actual oh, yeah. critical damage or something. So they have these absurd perks that are designed around that. The, what they're thinking of when they talk about this mechanic is you go into battle, you have a knife. You use the knife to take out a few people and then, oh crap, the craps hit the fan you throw the knife and now you're without a knife. So you might have an extra knife in your inventory. Right. They're thinking of you being a knife fighter who might need to throw a knife sometimes as opposed to somebody who was reliant on throwing knives as their chief weapon. So they, they they like this is my thinking on it. And this is, this is an interesting conversation about mechanics because the, when, when they build these mechanics, they have a certain play style in mind. And that's the play style I think they have in mind. What they're imagining is you're a commando with a knife and you use that knife When the crap hits the fan, to finish a Mm -hmm. battle or to take out a guy you really need to—that's close. And to see
0: now, there's a difference there by throwing a knife and it being removed from your inventory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What is happening is you're throwing a knife and it gets deleted from the game. Yeah, yeah. So I never used my uh, can't recover them. uh, Yeah, I never used my iconic knife because I was afraid I would forget I was using it and throw it at somebody and bye bye. You know. And, and on the, top the biggest... of it, I'm like, okay, I get this. I'm like, okay, I get this mechanic. Okay, I lose them fine. There's crafting. I can put like a, a few perks, like you said, just oh, good a few luck perks finding just a to recipe get into, for it. into crafting. <laughs> there is like no, there's no non-iconic knife recipes or yeah, knife a yeah, uh, yeah. uh, 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 schematics. You just have or whatever. make and a million million iconic knives.
2: Yeah, just just do it. What's wrong with you? Just get off. Of it. Well, that, that that's the thing. Is 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 this is this is the thing that I have found frustrating about the game is the is the crafting mechanics. So the crafting mechanic in the game essentially redounds to you. You, you purchase, you scrap things, and you get you know, generic crafting components in return.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but the big deal with it is that it's really, really grindy. Like, honestly, yeah, like, grindy. My, my my assault weapons tree has gone up really fast because I shoot a lot of people. But mm-hmm. the crafting tree is really boring to build. And um, right now, because of the way my character is spacked, I can't find any mods I need. I, I have 70 grand just chilling in my pocket, burning a hole mm-hmm. in it. I'm going to buy a sports car. Like that's honestly yeah. what I'm going to do with it because like, mm-hmm. I just can't think of anything to do with it. I'm done. I like, I don't need to buy anything because I just upgrade my weapons to the, to the nines, which is great. But my crafting skill isn't advancing quick enough. It's not broken 10 yet. It, and it's like, cause I just, yeah. I keep making stuff and it doesn't help.
1: So this brings us, this brings us to another problem that the game has. Mm-hmm. And I know we're talking a lot about problems.
2: Oh, I've got a lot don't, of good
1: stuff to say. Don't. Yeah. N- yeah. Make no mistake. This game is super fun. As oh, long yeah. as it's not yep, bugging I out. Love it it right, is yeah. super fun.
2: And even if it is on the PS4, I've still had more fun than I've had pain.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other issues with this game though, and crafting mechanic takes part in this, and like it, a lot of this stuff ties in, the knives tie into this, is the economy is just totally jacked. It's totally jacked. It costs oh, yeah. a thousand, it's like a thousand euro dollars for a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Right to buy a knife. Yep. No, I when felt I that pain. S- when I sell <laughs> a high-powered sniper rifle, I might get three hundred and fifty euro dollars for it. If you craft mm-hmm. it, you can
2: get a shedload more. Like that's that's actually <laughs> See, one thing about crafting. But
1: like, what the heck? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, so I understand that part of this is because of the the world itself, yeah. the way the world mm-hmm. is built. Right. This idea that people have 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 turned everything into a commodity, right? And they make everything cheap. That's why the food sucks. That's why guns are super common, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But why is it that it costs me 43,000 euro dollars to buy a nice pistol and I get
2: 12 when I sell it? Well, well, this is the thing though, is that like, this is like, The game utility, they can't make it so breakable, right? Like, that's the issue, is that if every pistol got you $1,200, like, a decent pistol would, like, if you were selling it. Like, today, Mm -hmm. if you went to the store and sold sold a pistol, you'd get more for it. They can't have that, because you're killing people left, right, and center. So, like, if you were to tally up the amount of people that you killed in this game, like, killed, you would be... I mean, actually, Seth technically subdues them because uh, he's using his fists and that's for oh, every enemy weapon. you dispatch. Thermal, that actually, yeah. oh, lights them on fire. Oh, nice, they light them on fire. So, so the deal with it, though, is that and like, then they don't die. Yeah, they still, because yeah. somehow
1: thermal damage
2: is not.
0: Third degree burns. Lethal. They'll survive.
2: So <laughs> it, it's, it's this kind of stuff like like so so here here this is all about mechanical elements that come into it cuz right. another thing that I was actually going to complain about is I don't understand why there's a non-lethal option like why would I not just snap his neck it doesn't matter I'm not going to meet the guy later I'm not going to attend his funeral so you know it, it does for some missions oh, some missions yeah really mm-hmm. well, it's even even then though it's just like they have weapon mods that enabled you to subdue rather than kill right mm-hmm. which is silly because like, what am I going to do? It's going to take the shotgun and it's going to be like, oh, I put this mod in here. So instead it fires jelly beans. Like right. it's what, what's happening here. Like it makes no <laughs> sense like that that could happen. But I think there is yeah. a gameplay mechanic that features in this that they want you to be able to take advantage of it. Because it's incredibly frustrating if you have a mission where you're required to do non-lethal takedowns, but whoopsie i'm a shotgun guy so it's like how do you You can't then become the guy that sneaks up on people when you've been the shotgun guy so they have to make that episode playable so in order to do that they have to have a mod that allows you to turn your shotgun into a um into a a, you know like a a a nerf baseball bat like so it's
1: (laughs) here's here's a a recommendation for people right we've been talking a lot about these mechanics we've been talking a lot about problems and, and successes. And again, I think CD Projekt Red has done a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. And I think when we look over oh, yeah. this game in a year, because I fully expect to still be playing it in a year.
2: Well, you give it 15 out of 12 shurikens. In a I year, know. I think, right? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. So I think that when we look at this in a year, we're going to look at a lot of this stuff and say, hey, they fixed a lot of these problems. They fixed a lot of these bugs. What I, think what I would recommend, though, in people who are considering mechanics is don't be afraid to take away take away options. Mm. I think I think that we just as a, as a society are conditioned to want the maximum number of options possible. Absolutely. But I love the fact I love the fact that C D Project Red is not afraid to force you to split, right? Force you to go one of two ways. They're not afraid to say, hey you do these things you can't do you can't undo them mm, you can't mm-hmm. get all of the options right and mm-hmm. i think that they actually would have been better suited if they had just embraced that fully
0: yeah. Oh, yeah 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 that reminds me of um did you know uh in pokemon the god on catch them all tag mm-hmm. is not the original japanese mindset to pokemon no that was a thing that at, you know, when they uh, sold it to Western audiences, they tagged that line. So that's why, you know, there's like two different games with two different Pokemon. And they're like, oh, you're going to have to like, you know, trade to like fill out your Pokedex when that was never the intention. It was like, no, you, you don't catch them all. You catch the ones you want. But over here, uh, it's like, no, we want all the Pokemon. We want to fill out right. our decks. I want a completionist. You know? It's, yeah. uh, and it's almost like the same thing. Uh, you guys remember Killer 7, the game? I think it was in PlayStation 2 era? Don't think I ever played it. Sorry. I yeah. It. Well, it was It was basically uh, a... I think it's the same company that did No More Heroes, the game that they did before that. I, I could be mistaken. Or it's just the style is similar. Um... But it was basically a rail shooter. You would walk in one direction, couldn't go left or right in a 3D environment, and you'd get to a spot and you'd shoot like the ghosts or bad guys or whatever, and then continue on down the rail. Time crisis. And this did, this did, uh, yeah, this did, uh, yeah, and this did really well in Japan, you know, they just set it for us, but for us, for, like, the states, it didn't do that well. The reviews were bad because a lot of the complaints were like, well, why can't I move in not one direction? Because it was mm-hmm. didn't, like, move... It wasn't like a rail shooter didn't move you automatically. You actually pushed forward, but you only had one way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you, you when you bring that up, Seth, yeah, that's definitely a, a thing. Um, everybody wants to want all the options, but limiting those options does have the benefit of tailoring an experience that you want the audience to have right and and
2: and and like this fits really well with a game like the last of us right so um Mm -hmm. uh this is where I get to brag about being the PS guy, the PlayStation guy, because that was an exclusive (laughs) to them. And it was an absolutely exceptional game created by Naughty Dog and um, who have done other games like Uncharted. And they had a very, they had a certain way that you approach that game and most of it was dependent on resource management and like there's a limited crafting mechanic in it you didn't get to play the character any way you wanted to and most of it was about balance there were times where it was appropriate to wage a frontal assault other times where you had to be really sneaky and using bottles things like bottles you find on the ground they smash and you can also you can use them to stun people and bricks you can use them to beat someone to death with um, and things like that. The game was brutal and it was designed with a certain way of approaching the game, a certain mechanical take on it. So like Fallout's a really good example of this. Like one of the problems I I think with Fallout is that they try to be, uh, as the saying goes, all things to all men. They try to make it a game where like, if you want to go in guns blazing, you can. If you want to go in stealthy, like you can. And what that winds up doing is watering down all of your mechanics to a certain degree to the point where you know, you get the Skyrim thing of like, you're sneaking up on somebody and because it's not a stealth game, it's not thief, right? It's Skyrim. You Mm -hmm. sneak up on somebody and they see you there and they chase you, but you run away. And then they just go, I guess I'll go back to patrolling (laughs) and they Mm -hmm. go back and they patrol. And then you sneak up on them and you stab them in the face. And like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's like, there's, there's always this kind of like weakness of trying to do all of these things at the same time and not just allowing the game to be what it's going to be. And, and that's an advantage that CD, you know, CDPR have had in the past is that they basically say, this is our game. This is what we're making. If you don't like it, play a different game.
1: and um, And that's something that I think failed yeah. to be communicated properly this time. They even have said in all of this press that has come out since the game has had some issues, They one of the um, one of the statements that was released literally boiled down to will stop playing the game wrong. Right. If you played it (laughs) in the way that it was intended, you wouldn't be having all of these problems. And everybody blew up and was like, what do you mean the way it was intended? Shouldn't I be able to play
2: it however I want? So think it think about it this way right like and 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 this is exactly seth is exactly right
0: mm-hmm.
2: try to play monopoly as a stealth shooter right right you can like try to play <laughs> risk without dice right like right. the mechanics just just don't work for that, what it, you're trying
1: to do yeah right.
2: and and so and, and a really good example of this is risk and diplomacy are essentially the same game um yeah but in in terms of the goal is domination right, right. that the settings are very similar Right. But the way they set up their mechanics in the game set up a very, very, very different way of operating. Risk is a right. game of attrition. You're trying to build up as many soldiers as you can and, and just throw them at your enemy. Diplomacy is a game all about backstabbery. Like it's right. also a game that is completely unsuited to me. Like, uh, so so a little bit little bit of history here. Seth got me into playing um, a game called Backstabber at one point, which is a, a virtual game of Risk. And I played it and I got so emotionally invested. I just said, told Seth, I can't do this. Like I have to quit because like I yeah. got stabbed real bad and it was like a great play. Like that person deserves <laughs> all the credit. But like I am not the type of person that can play <laughs> that game and like I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I think like, it re- stresses yeah. me out too. It's a great game. It's a great yeah. game and I and I fully like it's one of those things where I'm like you guys have as much fun as you want. Like for me the emotional investment is too high. I can't do it. And right. it is totally fine. To say, I'm a risk guy, or I'm a diplomacy guy, or I'm a monopoly guy. But you right. can't take those games and ask them to be something else. Right. If you like so, The Last of Us, you're going to like the high-stakes resource management gameplay.
0: If you don't like that, don't play The Last of Us, right? Right. I've heard so much... Well, not so much. I've kind of ran through, didn't watch the videos. I, some, some videos on my YouTube feed were like comparison videos of like car physics in certain elements of, GTA of cyberpunk with GTA five. And I even like asked, like, just in, in casual conversation, like told somebody, uh, uh, you know younger uh, than me uh my girlfriend's younger brother like oh yeah uh i've been you know playing cyberpunk red you know because he asked me like what i was doing i was like oh yeah i've been uh playing this for for my work for my podcast uh and he's like oh i heard that game wasn't that good and i'm like i'm, I'm sorry this, it's uh, amazing you know correct <laughs> like right like but- i'm 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 like over 120 hours into it it's amazing yeah. you know yeah it's a great and- game But then then he he mentions, like, I heard it it wasn't as good as GTA V. And I'm like, this comparison is... It's not as egregious as, like, Overwatch and Battleborn. I almost don't want to say. But it's almost like... Like he did mention like the underwater stuff wasn't as great. And I'm like, well, there's I have no reason underwater. to there's me too. There's like, no, yeah, there's no reason really to go underwater. There's like one, one mission, one story mission where you go underwater for story reasons yeah. right here. GTA had like whole heists where you're right. like still, you know, stole a submarine, you know, scuba dived, whatever. And the thing is GTA is an open world first, and a role-playing right. game second. Because I could right. totally say the lackluster of, of uh, perk and skill management in GTA 5 is horrendous, well, and or, or, or Cyberpunk or better, does it the, better. The, the suite you of know? cybernetic
2: implants available to me in GTA 5 is sorely limited compared to Cyberpunk oh, oh, yeah. 2077. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I found the body so, modifications lacking.
0: <laughs> and that comes right back to mechanics that are told to... The experience and the genre yeah, um, yeah. that is being presented. Though there is one thing, uh, Seth, you did ask me a question last episode, and I and I remembered it. And it's almost like a little bit of a Chekhov's gun because I actually got I actually learned what that term was. I've heard it forever. <laughs> actually it knew what it was before, forgot what it was, and then re reminded myself what it was. But I'm talking do, about do, a do, Chekhov's do, gun. Do, do you want to
2: explain it real briefly.
0: Chekhov's gun in a nutshell is basically a Chekhov's gun was about if you have a gun sitting on a mantle in your story in chapter one, you present there's a gun sitting on a mantle, that gun must be fired in chapter two or three, or at some point.
2: Actually, an incredible world building concept to like build yeah. upon and in terms of how world building interacts with narrative. So it this boils
0: is... down to don't include something that is not you know, going to have a payoff, you know? Yeah. And the checkoff's gun for me and yeah, that that I going in, going into this game, I specifically like I am really interested in how they're going to deal with this one particular thing. And the checkoff's gun with me was. That you got to choose what was in between your legs in this game at character creation. Yeah. Yeah. And because I really wanted to explore, like, okay, there's all this body mo- modification and I'm, I'm trading parts out and skeletons out, you know, and everything, yeah, putting yeah. stuff in my brain. And I was like, oh, I can like do whatever at character creation. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if like that changes romance options. Probably not. Uh, but like maybe it's just some like interactions are a little different or whatever. So I did play a Femme V uh mm. with a female voice, but then I gave her male genitalia, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so so I'm like, okay, let's see, you know, I'm mixing it up, people that know that joke <laughs> from yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, that was and ad campaign, yeah. and uh, and so but I go through the game and it's not really whatever you cho- chose for that option never really came up to the point where I'm like, can I just like be a like chaotic evil and go streaking in the street? And because I'm like indecent exposure, cops are going to chase me. You know, with this thing just flipping like around like as nice I'm running, that would happen now. <laughs> but but <laughs> when you strip down, at least for me, I always had un- underwear on, you know, around my waist. Okay. And I'm like, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it only really comes out when I'm in my menus, but mm-hmm. not anywhere else in the world. And there only one thing, only one thing in my 100-plus playthrough of this game. There was only one part where I think it came up. And it was—I don't know if you guys played the side uh, mission in Watson. It's a guy who has a cybernetic malfunction yes. in his nether regions. I so if you take yeah. So I drove this guy around. Took my time because I thought it was hilarious. Oh, it's but fun. then yeah, but then he's just like, oh, you don't know, understand? You know, it hurts. It's like getting your your thing uh, in a in a pencil sharpener. And my character said, uh huh. Uh you went with the uh well uh, what was it? The uh Mr. Stud uh model uh C one thirty one and just like labeled out it's like yeah yeah it's like she and I'm just like yeah uh they did a recall on that uh because of the malfunctions. <laughs> you can That's still get funny. it on the black market, which is probably where you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a good deal, but ah, you know, but but how'd you know it what it was? And my character's just like, Oh, I know my cybernetics you know yeah. that was it that was the only type of hint that my character knew what was what was there other than that you're just it doesn't come up you yeah. know yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: this is- so this is this is steering away from mechanics but what you're highlighting here is a really important world building concept yeah which is that the mm-hmm. things you do the things you present about your world actually matter, because they're going to color the anticipatory experience of your viewer, right? Mm-hmm. So the way you represent your world to people is then going to set expectation for people who who are going to participate in it. Because what's really interesting, I was wondering exactly the same thing, mm-hmm. because cyberpunk as a genre has never been about gender. Yeah. It's just not been an issue that Cyberpunk was trying to address. Instead, it was one hundred percent about corporations and corporate greed and capitalism
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the way the market forces people into degeneration.
0: Yeah, it was more of a focus uh identity wise on humanity rather That's than the right. divisions of humanity.
1: Exactly. It's 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 what does it mean to be human as opposed to what does it mean to be a drone
0: yeah a machine a
1: machine right or a piece of a machine just a cog and so i was wondering exactly the same thing
0: and like you said it it just didn't really come up because i wasn't devastated that it didn't come out of it i had plenty of the game you Mm -hmm. know uh the game impression i mean so many other ways but i just kind of felt a little gyp because especially it was like oh i don't know it, 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 the streaking thing i think bugged me the most because i couldn't be as zany as maybe Saints row because that's the only other yeah. game that you could be very right. gender fluid and be zany with but you but know that
1: was what saints row was it was yeah. it was gta's wilder cousin yeah, yeah, and so again, I think I think expectation is a big is a big deal, and the mechanics that we see in Cyberpunk are aimed at a semi-open world RPG with a very on the rails story, yeah. and I think that took that took me by surprise, and that took a lot of people by surprise. So the fact that mm-hmm. the story, the choices you make don't really feel like <clears throat> they have the same weight. As they might if you would could get different options
0: yeah so uh,
2: an interesting thing about that is that as we as we talk about this uh, these choices and options uh, i keep coming back to mass effect right so there's a lot Mm -hmm. of disappointment in mass effect 3 when effectively all of the decisions you made screw (sighs) them all this decision is the only one that matters now and you just decide the fate of it now it does like but i i suppose again this is my um my my general positivity about these things is like i still view like mass effect was a leap forward in games mm-hmm. i honestly still believe it i think bioware deserved to be lauded for it exceptional work um of course they screwed up the last act we're still playing it like on video it's still a video game you know what i mean like there's yeah. still limitations to it the the fact that it moved things forward several steps I honestly think should be enough for us. Like that's my mentality with it. Right. So it affected enough things. You could determine if the Rachni lived or died and all piles of, but piles it was supposed
1: like to be next gen gaming.
2: Well, that was the <laughs> thing that drove me nuts is that we keep trying to expect more from these things than we're really going to get now. Like, yeah. In, those games, you had these choices about the kind of things you 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 wanted, the kind of person you wanted to be. You could be a Renegade or a Paragon, or you could be in the middle. There was no reason to be in the middle because you didn't get all the bonuses you got from Renegade or Paragon. So they kind of forced you into one stream or another. In New Vegas, they did it with, uh, with factions. You made friends with certain factions. You made enemies of others, and that influenced the end. And that was very satisfying, but there were still lots of elements of it. On rails, you know what I mean? Like there were some factions that were sort of factions that you couldn't really interact with, or you couldn't make friends with you couldn't decide to make friends with the vault full of ghouls. No, you had to murder them all because it was a mission or something like that. And so, like, there were or or ally with the fiends, for example, or something like that. Mm -hmm. There there they're limitations in the way that these games outplay with this. And so they create these mechanics as a way for you to interact with the world, but they're always going to have limitations based on the story that you're trying to tell and the way that the world world has pieced itself together so with cyberpunk what we kind of got was a lot of rails a lot more rails than i think people were expecting with mass effect we got rails as well but they were Mm -hmm. much they were much harder to see because they did a really good job making a world where your choices mostly mattered there were there were different experiences people got with new vegas they did it as well but each time it's kind of more about how much you kick the dust over the rails than it is for about how whether they're rails or not. they are always going to be rails in those games. Like if you want a game without rails, play TTRPG, get around a table with some people and make a game up because that's always going to have potentially limitless potential to it depending on how solid your DM is. There's a lot of stuff there, but like still it's one of those things where it's like, you're playing a video game, you're going to be limited. Those mechanics are going to be the way you interact with the world. Those interactions are always going to be skewed by the mechanic themselves. And that mechanic has to jive with the story you're telling and the world that you're making, right? And that's what they've done with a lot of Cyberpunk. They aimed it in a certain way. And if like, like Seth said, you might be looking for the wrong game. If you're like really disappointed by it, it might just be the story they're not wanting to tell. If you don't want to find it, yeah. if you don't want to read a story about a dude on an island, don't open Robinson Crusoe. Right, like, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> like, yeah. and the story shouldn't apologize for not being what you wanted, you know? Yeah. Flipping, go get Twilight if you want to
0: read about vampires and love stories, not Blade. So I do think, because I was worried about the Mass Effect 3 thing, but I think I was happily pleased with how they um, basically did the act in this game i did reach the point of no return and finished a storyline i'm not sure how Me many uh, seth okay so um Though, without giving I, anything away the one i picked i think
1: is probably not
0: what what uh what tarot card came up in the achievement i just want to know
1: oh i i don't actually know
0: you, you get the world for just completing the game and then you get an extra achievement for what ending I...
1: you got I got my <laughs> ending and I stopped and I went and loaded a new character and I've been playing the new character. Um, I, I have like not same. heard anybody talking about it, so I have not heard okay. anybody oh, talking about the ending that I got. So I am not. Okay. I'm not sharing I got,
0: anything. got. I got the sun. Uh, ending quote unquote there's still four hidden achievements and I think those are the other endings because I knew there were like four or five different endings but on that topic like it felt like it felt like Mass Effect it felt like with everything you did through through the, through the your whole adventure across the trilogy you kind of did get the same three and sometimes four uh, later on <laughs> um, you know kind of endings here re- regardless of what you did those were accessible to you It feels like, oh, I'm glad I went around and did extra things because when it came past the point of no return, I had vast options of how I wanted this last act to play out. Right. And I couldn't wait for like other playthroughs. And I'm like, if I just didn't do that stuff, I would have been very limited on how my options of how to play this thing
1: out. Yeah, actually, I had two options.
2: I had three. (laughs) So... (laughs) Let's not yeah. get too too caught yeah. up and I'm, without... I'm
0: yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not gonna go into the detail, but basically the thing is that it's very nice kind of playing out different ways depending because your choices did basically open up options or close options off to you. Yeah. And yeah. I did like that that part of it. Yeah, that's but a great that's th-
1: a great mechanic for, yeah. for telling a story mm-hmm. and making it and making it compelling. My Mm -hmm. big issue was that, like, I sort of felt like getting to that point, Mm -hmm. I only really had a single route to take. Right. Uh, I had to, I, I, I sort of, I don't know. In order, I had to deliberate on my choices. I personally. I had to deliberate on my choices,
0: and I took I took a step away from it, and like actually I actually called up my girlfriend and had to explain it to her. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, do I do this or do I do that? And she's like, but I kind of answered it. Just I just needed to talk through. So that's yeah. kind of my experience through it. That's but... amazing. That's great. Anyways, though. that's fantastic. Yeah. That's, yeah,
2: that story. That means the story evoked something from you. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it made you it made you think. I, and I, I've honestly found the content in the game challenging, like yeah. it, uh, on a uh, metaphysical level. I found it interesting. Yeah, for sure. To uh,
0: mute. Absolutely. For sure. So, for- Absolutely.
1: And I, I also thought I also th- think that they are really striking a chord. This isn't really a spoiler. They did. They are paying homage to sort of the core intent of the cyberpunk genre mm-hmm. because one of the characters says over and over again, death isn't the worst thing. The worst thing is when your identity is taken from you and you are replaced by something else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Something else that the corporation has built. And I thought that was really interesting and and, and thought provoking. Yeah. So I did appreciate I did appreciate the mechanics of, of the way they have you experience the story through these mm-hmm. through these like pseudo cutscenes. Mm. I thought that was a great way to introduce it into this otherwise fairly open world exploratory exploratory game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well I think that basically wraps up uh, our thoughts on Cyberpunk. We could we Can could I ask keep one talking. more question. Oh, very much so.
1: So closing, my last question salts, yeah. is, we rated the game last time. Yes. Has anybody's rating changed after nope. getting another week or so, two weeks with it?
0: Uh, my rating hasn't changed. It's still uh, 10 out of 12, what was it, Cyberware Shurikens? Cyberware Shurikens, that's <laughs> shurikens, right. Yeah, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm reserving those last two Shurikens for when mods hit and the modding community gets at this game. Sure. And then it's going to be Crazy. phenomenal. Crazy dlc in a
2: few patches for me i Mm -hmm. i um yeah 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 how about you james i'd say about the same to be honest like i mean i've Mm uh i have enjoyed it more and like you guys have seen my, my chatter on our Slack yeah. channel like i i, I have grown mm-hmm. obsessed with like getting oh, yeah. out the mechanics of it yes and getting my head around it so like i i essentially mm-hmm. mapped out perks a little while ago and got my head around that but um I, th- there's for anybody who I doesn't
1: know james is actually an engineer
2: uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. like so, actually
1: uh, an engineer so this is so the, the kind of stuff he does.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just kind of get obsessed <laughs> and read a lot of uh, stuff that I probably shouldn't waste my time reading and instead be playing cyberpunk or doing my job. Um, but <laughs> the, the So yeah, t- 10 out of 12, I'd give it. I, I still am so enjoying many of the, the specific mechanical stuff. This is honestly what drives me in games. Good mechanics can make up for a pile of sins for me. And I'd say cyberpunk has a very fluid system that is fun to play and fun to grow in and it's neat to agonize over which perk you're going to get and which thing you want to improve you're like oh i don't know oh my gosh our safe scum agreement
0: Agreement. you broke it no no it killed me yeah yeah i know like (laughs) the the, the only (laughs) time i saved the only time i quote safe scum is because of glitches yeah, yeah, you know, that, that happened to me. You know, I would have to like turn the whole game on and turn it back on, and then the sound would kick in. But yeah. nothing to like, oh, I made a mistake yeah. on that. Oh, well, I guess I'm living with it. <laughs> they,
2: they screw you as well. Sometimes they just say, you have this much time to make this decision, go ahead and say it. And you're like, yeah, I've definitely screwed Yeah, you there was
0: a couple of times that, too. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you, Seth? I can't
1: lie. I'm taking away one of my. Cyberware shurikens.
0: You... All right. Out of 12.
1: Going down to 14 out of 12. Oh, there we go. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the AI has become such a glaring problem, yeah, specifically yeah. with the way that vehicles work.
0: It's too easy it, to call a pileup. The, yeah. They don't
1: go around <laughs> you. There are no real crashes, right? Nothing actually like. When there is a crash, the police don't show up. The fact that police spawn on top of you when you do something bad.
2: My, my my favorite part was I um I parked my bike on the road because in Cyberpunk it's a world where you just park crap everywhere and call everywhere. It to you if you need it. So yeah. like I just park it on the sidewalk, whatever, it doesn't matter. So I parked my car in the middle of the road and was having a firefight. Next to it in which grenades were being thrown I was yep. leaping from the roof firing Precision rifles at bad guys I was Exploding heads and all kinds of stuff And there's just a dude sat at my bike me, 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 me Right <laughs> and I'm just like Really you're pissed about the bike Like no it's like when I, I, I am I am honestly Like busy like you know That's Rifle so butting some dude and like gunning Him down in the street and there's just some jerk there Like you're gonna move your bike oh. <laughs> Wrong and Max Tac
1: doesn't show up.
0: Yeah. This no is the thing. Cares. Like, oh my gosh, you're Matt gunning doesn't...
1: people down in the street, and the police don't come. And Max Tac doesn't anybody... show well, up. Well, I, I was has
0: doing an NCPD mission. Like, There's stars. Be. Has anybody I've tallied star. up stars?
2: I've only gotten one ever. I've only yeah. gotten like two at most, and I, I mean, just that's Kasax. That, rain for me. the hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> run
0: away because they send drones. They've got drones. <laughs> like, the police. Well, I shoot. I feel like I did everybody a disservice. I should have just. Seen what happens if I just like just just do it, do a GT went cyber psycho. Yeah, climb climb to the top <laughs>
2: of the building, start shooting people until they send a tank. Then jump off the building, take the tank, and shoot all and blow blow up everybody. That that no, was that was, usual, that. that was we'll my usual. That was my usual. go in and just GTA. like
0: see what happens.
2: Actually, I think yeah, going in a full on <laughs> brawl with cops is something I haven't done mostly because I'm pretty sure I'd die like right mm-hmm. away. Like, the I mean, are... I
1: die on three or four stars, so I imagine when max tech actually shows up.
0: Oh, for your just from what I understand,
1: you can you can get them if you if you keep shooting cops.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: Nice. Like that's amazing. they
1: will show up and then you die.
2: I kind of do want to summon max tack. like.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna it try right after this. Char- charge yep. up a sniper rifle and just start <laughs>
2: just start just start popping off. See how yeah. long it takes.
0: But... R- the real test of your be- build versus max <laughs> tech. Here you go. Right. <laughs> to, to be
2: fair, I, I just die. My character so fragile. Anyway.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up uh, our thoughts about uh, Cyberpunk's mechanics, and if I'm not mistaken, this will end our uh, Punk uh, right. and then we'll yeah. basically get back to our regular programming. But it has been a very fun ride yeah. with this. I've never like punched through a game. There's times I wanted to like take a break from this. I'm like, no, I need to. Experience this for the podcast, you know, and everything. So it was a very interesting experience. Very, very fun. Very fun to chat about. Absolutely, and I'm very sure we'll chat about it even more uh, once we once this episode ends. So, um, uh, James, you want to tell everybody where we they can uh, hear us, and uh, anything going on with our Patreon? You can find us anywhere
2: fine podcasts are distributed we are on the spotify amazon and uh, and apple Podcasts. but we also have a very fine patreon site where we are continually chatting with folks if you guys have seen we've been putting out memes if you want to get those memes a little bit early that's a good place to get them if you want to get bonus podcast episodes because we release a couple of episodes you know one, one, about once a month we put out a special patron only episode as those well are as our fun Yeah. Oh no. Those are always a blast. We're a little bit more Mm -hmm. candid in those and a little bit more kind of like straightforward and, uh, kind of get a little bit chatty, a little bit chatty. We sink we sink a few more beers and so we have a, we have a good time (laughs) on those ones. And, uh, we, you know, we'd love you guys to join us. So that that starts at $2 a month, uh, just to like lurk and check it out. But if you want to say in the direction of the podcast, jump in at the $5 membership, because that means you get to vote on what's coming next. So, uh, we've now finished. Or be awesome in
1: 25.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I can do it. Jump it up and do 25. I mean, we're not going to stop you. Uh, and effectively, effectively that is just, you get, you get more say in the direction of the podcast. We're just starting out now. Our family is small. And, uh, so your influence, if you jump in is going to be big. So jump on. I always
0: love hearing what people want to see though yeah
2: yeah so i'm super excited about that and whatever the case man drop us a line and let us know what you want us to talk about we're excited to do it
0: all right and until then this has been seth james and myself for the world craft club podcast see you guys later thank
2: you for joining the world craft club podcast Please go ahead and like us, subscribe to us on your preferred app. And if you use iTunes, rate us five stars if you think we're worth the rating. It really helps our numbers. If you're listening here, you're missing out on half the content, along with loads of other goodies. So please consider becoming an exclusive club member at our Patreon page, starting at as low as $5 a month. If you have any questions, you can go ahead and jump on our webpage, worldcraftclub.com, to get the latest updates on our blog. We're also available on Twitter and Instagram. This has been the World Craft Club podcast. Thank you for listening.